afternoon. Hey, it is awesome to be here and to be in His presence. Amen. Some great things in store for you today. You know the word says to cast your cares upon Him. And that word cast, it's a, it's a word that means to let it go fast and furious. Just cast it out there. You know, I was thinking about when I was growing up, my dad was a fisherman. And he would fish and cast his cares. Cast his line out there. You know, it's just like us with the Lord. We cast our cares so many times, we don't think it's happening fast enough. But what do we do? We reel it on in. We reel it back. And try it again. Today, I want you to cast your cares. Throw the fishing pole. Throw the tackle box. And turn around and walk away. And let's give it all to him today. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Give it all to the Lord today. Let's stand up. Let's, let's raise our hands and tell the Lord how much we love him. We want to welcome our online audience here tonight as well. We appreciate you spending this Sunday afternoon with us. And Lord, we welcome you, Father. We welcome you into this place, Lord. We recognize your presence today, Father. Lord, we ask that you would go from side to side and fix what needs to be fixed. Touch what needs to be touched. Help who needs to be helped. And heal, Lord, what needs to be healed. And we claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. I was lost in shame, could not get past my blame until he called my name. Say, I'm so glad he changed me. Darkness held me down, but Jesus pulled me out. See, I'm no longer bound.
for the victory. Come on, thank him for the victory. Thank you, Jesus. I love to
Would you look at your neighbor and say, oh, he's here, he's here. Amen. You may be seated and welcome the Regeneration Nashville Choir.
kind of need a minute to to get over that. Um, I love these old songs. I love songs that testify about my Lord and what he's done for me. Well, this guy named James Rowe, 110 years ago, back in uh, 1912, he wrote a song that was inspired by him reading about Jesus and the disciples in a boat. And they were so afraid that the storm was going to sink that boat. And he kind of thought, you know, my life is a lot like that. I was going down, and I didn't have any hope until I woke Jesus up and said, I need your help. Now, a few weeks ago, pastor right in the middle of his sermon stopped and started singing this song. He does that from time to time, you know. And, and I love it when he does because he really feels those songs, even though that one is 110 years old. Uh, but, you know, every major denomination sings this song, uh, and it's done a lot of different ways. Uh, uh, my tradition came, it was like a 6-8 song, like bum, 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 bum. And the Baptist version, it was more of a march, da, 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 da. And there's different ways. Pastors sang it very soulful and very slow. So there's nothing wrong with changing the way that you sing a song if it has meaning. Uh, a real good friend of mine was on a session. Uh, his name is Jason Webb, and he plays on uh, Jasmine's records, and he's working on an album with Jasmine and, and Burton and us right now. And uh, he is just an absolute genius. He makes me sick. He's a, a keyboard genius. He's an arranging genius. And this group that we were doing, it's just a common everyday gospel group, said, Jason, give us something that is just a new twist on this famous song. So he came up with just a heck of a really good arrangement. And then later they asked me, hey, could you put some big band brass on this song? And I said, yeah, I'd love to do that. That's one of my favorite things to do. So the choir has worked really hard over several weeks Pastor didn't know we were working on this song when he sang it the other Sunday. But we're going to sing, Love Lifted Me.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That was wonderful. Amen. Amen. Well, good afternoon, Regeneration Nashville. And if you are watching us online, I want to remind you that this is Communion Sunday. So take a moment and get your elements ready so that you can partake of the Lord's Supper with us. And um, calculate, if you can, the dynamic power beyond all of this. When we made Jesus the Lord of our lives, it means that there was a bridge between uh, time and eternity. There was a road that leads from earth to heaven, and all of the believers, our feet are set on that road. And there's one thing that all men have to acknowledge. Uh, at the end of life comes death. Jesus lived, and he died, and death had its usual triumph. But it was a short-lived mastery. Death's pale flag was hoisted for a day and a second. But on the third day, it was hauled down. Amen? And the Lamb of God, flying his own flag, was raised from the dead, and he entered glory. And he, uh, But now his glory had an added quality. The victory was won within uh, mankind within the terms of human life. The risen Christ is now victorious mankind. He is son of God, but he is also son of man. He is ambassador of humanity, and he is the high priest of our confession. He takes he took on our nature never more to lay it down. And it is in him that we are raised to the level of God, uh, uh, to where God is. Apostle Paul describes this power uh, in Ephesians, the first chapter. The power of God, it reached past death. It reached past hell and the grave. It infused the body of our Lord Jesus Christ with such a force that the grave grave had no more dominion over it. And that same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives on the inside of us. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for that power. That same resurrection power is working on the inside of us to empower us in every area of our life. The uh, resurrection power of God has caused us to be seated in heavenly places. And it was because of his great love that we are now seated together with him in heavenly places. And get this, that in the ages to come, he might be able to share and show us his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So today, as we partake of communion together uh, and we commemorate the death, the burial, and the resurrection power of our Lord, we are reminded that Jesus lived, that he died, but behold, he is alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so if you have your element to, uh, with you, um, on the night before he was crucified, uh, crucified. He told his disciples, take and eat. This is my body. And every time you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord, for your broken body. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And in the same manner, he took the cup and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. Take it in remembrance of me. 
And so for a moment, can we just thank the Lord for his great love? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you and we praise you, oh God, because it's your love, oh God. Hallelujah, that has raised us up to sit with you, God. Even when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, God, you loved us and you raised us up to sit in heavenly places with you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Aren't you excited about the blood of Jesus? Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus today? His mercies are new every morning, every morning, right? Well, just a couple of things to tell you. Um, next Sunday, our community groups will be in the lobby for you all to get to know. This is something we have looked so forward to. We had such a great time over summer coming together with our community nights that we knew that our community groups were just going to be fabulous. So next Sunday, we want you to go out to the foyer, get to know the group leaders, and find your tribe. It's going to be out there. You're going to find somebody that you connect with. And so make sure to plan to stay over just a little while and get to know our community groups. Well, this has been a very busy week. I know your week is busy as well. But I was reminded of something this week, and that is God is the master of generosity. He freely gave. And if he freely gave, we get to celebrate in that. But in the light of all of that, we are his faithful trustees. But here's the good part. Our God is our shepherd. And because he's our shepherd, we get to live free. And we have a life of living generously. And so today, I want you to stand and I want you to proclaim and declare and decree the offering declaration with me and knowing that our God, our good, good God is our shepherd and we are living victoriously and generously. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Ushers, you may serve the people. Why don't you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Come on. Oh, God is good. Amen. I'm so happy you're here. How many do we have from out of town today? How many folks do we have from out of town? Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. Wow, we're... we're y'all been? Where y'all been all my life? Glad you're here. Uh, so uh, I want to just find out very quickly where some of you are from. I had the wonderful opportunity to meet folks from Alabama. So I want all of our Alabama folk, if you would, stand and let us welcome you. Amen. 
Amen. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to have Alabama here. Love you guys. Love you. Glad you're here. And I got some Georgia folk. How about Georgia? Stand up, Georgia, and let us welcome you. Amen. Yeah. Glad you're here. So I have, I know, a whole row of Ohio folk. How many Ohio folk in the house today? Stand up, Ohio. Amen. Look up there. Yeah. My goodness. That's great. Welcome to Nashville. We're glad to have you. Um, so let's see. I'm, I, after that, I'm lost. Where, uh, wait, where are you from? Indiana. Stand up, Indiana. Let us welcome Indiana. We're glad you're here. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, who else do we have? Minnesota. Did you hear her? I'm not joking. You can't make that up. Minnesota. Stand up, Minnesota. We're so happy you're here. We can't thank you enough. Glad you're here. Okay, who else? Texas. Stand up, Texas. I heard y'all got some rain. We've been praying for you. We're glad you're here. Did I hear California? Stand up, California. Let us welcome you. Where, where in California? Say again. Bakersville. Wow. Well, we're happy you're in Nashville. We'll make Nashvillians out of you. How's that? We're glad you're here. Uh, so I, I met Virginia. I did meet Virginia. Stand up, Virginia. Let us welcome you. We're glad you're here. God bless you. I, I met some Mississippi folk. How about Mississippi? Stand up, Mississippi. We're happy you're here. God bless you. Welcome to Nashville. I saw somebody pointing. Oh, more California. Where in California? Southern California. Stand up, Southern California. We're happy you're here. Glad to have you. Who am I missing? Connecticut. Stand up, Connecticut. Wow. Welcome to Nashville. Did I hear Arkansas? Stand up, Arkansas. We're happy to have you. God bless you. Who else? Would you believe I didn't hear that? Iowa. Well, we're happy you're here. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's awesome. I, well, actually, I thought you said Ireland. So, oh, well. Okay. So, so who else am I missing? Arizona. Welcome, Arizona. Stand and let us welcome you. Where are you? Glad you're here. Amen. Anybody else? Huh? Illinois. Illinois. Stand up, Illinois. He told on you, didn't he? Yeah, the guy next to him yelled out, yelled out for him. So we're glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Anybody else? Colorado. Did you hear that? Colorado. Stand up, Colorado. We're happy you're here. Where, where in Colorado? We're in Colorado. Littleton, okay, we're glad to have you. God bless you. Anybody else? West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Yeah, stand up. Glad you're here. Welcome to Nashville. Anybody else? 
Owensboro, Kentucky. Everybody from Kentucky, stand. If you're from Kentucky, stand up and let us welcome Kentucky. We're happy you're here. Amen. Amen. Are all hearts clear? I got some mail I want to read to you. Okay? I like it when I get mail. So, I think you're going to like this. So, this actually came in this morning. It says, um, Dear Pastor Christmas, I'll be one of those, okay? <laughs> said, um, My 44-year-old son, Brian, was diagnosed with a cancerous esophageal tumor in early 2021. We were both followers of your ministry on YouTube and decided to travel to Nashville for prayer. We live in Upper East Tennessee, about four and a half hours from Nashville. We attended Regeneration on June 13th, 2021. The first person we met in the hallway was Pastor Joshua Christmas. He made us feel like we were family. We are so thankful we had the opportunity to meet him this side of heaven. And we'll never forget the things he taught us about communion. She goes on to say, I expected that one of your prayer partners would pray for Brian. So I prayed on the way there that God would put him with the person that would be able to pray for him most effectively. While we were waiting for service to start, a precious lady on the front row welcomed us and struck up a conversation about our visit. And when Brian told her about her need for prayer, she excused herself and got one of the pastors. One of the pastors was so gracious to take Brian up for prayer. And the next paragraph. So, long story short. Brian is cancer-free and doing great. We can never thank God enough for healing him. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Won't he do it? Won't he do it, church? Somebody came for a healing today. Somebody came for a healing today. And I'm just going to prophesy that today is your day. Today is the day of salvation in your body and in your life in the name of Jesus. Can you come into agreement with me about that? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for healing streams flowing in the house of the Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, that there's a healing stream flowing from Emmanuel's veins right now. Lord, to your people. And Lord, we come against every spirit of infirmity and sickness in this house. And we drive you out in the name of Jesus. In the, come on, church. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over sickness and infirmity and we drive you out in Jesus name you're a defeated foe hallelujah give Jesus a hand clap of praise isn't God good <laughs> hallelujah amen amen you can be seated I have a really really special treat for you today and I cannot wait to introduce you to some of our extended family. We're not really family, but I feel like they are their family. And so I'm going to adopt them as my family. Uh, the Lord has blessed them to go around the world and carry the gospel 
not only in church realms, but in other genres as, as far as sports and country music. They've been invited and are a part of the Country Music Hall of Fame, and they're a part of this family. So your family with them to make welcome the Isaacs. Aren't you glad we have a father who can do absolutely anything? Thank you. 
I'm so glad that I have a father who can do anything, anything. You know, I feel sorry for the people in the world that don't know about our Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus, because he gave his life so you and I could trust him and live for him. And I'm so grateful that he loved me enough that he gave his life for me. We're going to do a Dottie Rambo classic that touches my heart every time I hear it. Hope you enjoy it. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
I'm in Alaska on a men's retreat for Regeneration Nashville. Uh, I miss you today. My heart is with you, but I know you're going to have a great service. Uh, if nobody's told you yet today they love you, I love you. God bless you. I'll see you next Sunday. He loves to steal my line. Well, I hate, I hate so much that uh, he isn't here today. I miss him a lot more than you do. And I've got very big shoes to fill today. Uh, this morning uh, when I was praying, I was walking and praying, and I was reminded of the scripture that says that uh, we've been given power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. And I was just wondering, does that include bears? Because I've been binding bears this morning. Yeah. So, you know what? Today, we are so full of surprises, so many uh, wonderful surprises. We do have a prophet in the house. Brother Timothy Dixon is here. Brother Timothy, would you just come and just say hello to the audience? Just come and greet the audience and just say what's ever on your heart. Don't you love Brother Timothy Dixon? We love he and his wife, Rose. So I just wanted him to come and greet the congregation and tell you what's on his heart. Praise the Lord, everybody. Ain't you excited about Jesus? This is a, behold, I will send you, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. I believe we're in a day that's unfolded in the past little while that there's been so many events that we've not known what was going on. But Something that has really been stirring in my heart for, for a little bit now is the book of Malachi. How that he talked about he'd send Elijah. Yeah. And that the day would come that it would burn like an oven. And another part of it where he talks about that he would purify the sons of Levi. I believe we're in a day that, that the sons of Levi or the ministers or the... God is, is making them a flame of fire. I believe that we're, we're right now at the threshold. Yeah. 
of the unveiling of the great move of God that's been prophesied for so many years. And so much word has been prophesied over till it is absolutely unreal. I uh, Last month or so, I've had, I think to me, one of the greatest visitations I've had. But I, I actually, I know this sounds crazy, and I'm going to hush real quick after I preach a hour or so. But, <laughs> but I, had, I had had a dream, and the Lord actually carried me to the, re, the return, September, it's, it's September the 26th of 2020. And, and the way the Lord does me is I actually, I, I'm, I'm there a lot of times. It's, it's unreal. But I, was, I, I walked across the platform, and Brother Kent was prophesying. And what he was saying, I had to go back. And I'm just being honest. I had to go back and listen if that's what he said. I know that sounds crazy. But he was prophesying that arms and things would, would just push out. It would be five-year-olds would start prophesying. And the power of God would shake America for the next four years. And the power that come out of that prophecy and the Lord began to speak all through that, how that we're in the day, we're in that time where God is literally raising America up for this last move of harvest. And I, I, I believe with all my heart, we're fixing to see the very dead raised. We're fixing to see that it's going to rattle the, the globe. You, you've never seen nothing like this really you know, that you pull them up out of a coffin. I believe they're going to be dead, 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 smelly dead. I mean, God is, is fixing to do the unreal, the unthinks that you can't think that can be done is fixing to do, fixing to happen. It's not going to be something that, that, that you can talk about that, you know, she, she went to the bathroom. Can you check and see if the tumor's gone? You ain't seen one, sir. But, but I'm talking about where God's going to grow arms out and legs and, and, and I believe this with all my life. And the prophecy that was telling that, Brother Kent was, and so I put it, I actually put it on the dream that I loaded up and, and how that he was saying what God was going to do. And that's actually the first time I'd ever heard him. And, and I thought, man, this man's like some kind of gun going off or something. But God, I believe right now, is in the reviving business is what we're in. We've never seen what we're going to behold right now. Thank you, Brother Timothy. Don't you love this, brother? Amen. Don't you love Jesus? Spirit of the Lord is in the house. I believe God's got great things still in store for us. Um, today, I just want to share a little bit with you about uh, what's in my heart. The Lord's been dealing with me about this for, I don't know, three or four weeks. And uh, it is the goodness of God. And that just seems like such a very uh, trite uh, small subject, but when I got into it and I started studying it and I started thinking about it and praying about it, uh, really it is an inexhaustible subject, the goodness of God. And so I, I know that years ago, maybe in the 80s, there was this trend that went through the church and the preacher or whoever was up front would say, God is good. And the church would say, all the time. 
time, God is good. And so they would yell it back and forth. I'm not sure how that started. It was wonderful for its season, and I'm not sure how it ended. But it was, it was just a wonderful declaration of the goodness of God. You know, we talk about the goodness of God, but I'm not sure that we ever really think about how good God really is. When I was a little girl, my mother taught me a prayer, and it said, uh, first prayer I ever learned. You probably learned it too. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. By your hand we are fed. Thank you, Lord, for our bread. Amen. First prayer ever learned, the goodness of God. I, uh, one of my favorite songs uh, that we used to sing in church is, He's a good, good father. And you know, every Father's Day we sang it. He's a good, good father. So we sang it every Sunday, but for sure on Father's Day we were going to sing, He's a good, good father. So we think about the goodness of God. We talk about the goodness of God. Psalms 105 says, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Psalm 8411, one of my very favorite scriptures, is this. For the Lord is my son and my shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly before him. James 1 and 7 says, every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights. I'm telling you, he is a good father. He can only give good gifts. Jesus said, if you being a good father and you're evil can give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts unto you? He said, if your child, if your son comes to you and he's hungry and he asks you for a piece of bread, you're not going to give him a scorpion. You're going to give him what he needs and what he asks for. The same is the goodness of our heavenly father because he hears our prayers and and he gives us good things. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation, no shadow of turning. Right. Psalm 23 and 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why? Because God is good. He is good. Uh, a, few, a few weeks ago, I'm not really sure, maybe, I don't know, a month ago, six weeks ago, I was praying, and the Lord surprised me. Because I was in my prayer closet, and the Lord said, in the last days, I'm going to show the earth my goodness. I'm going to show the earth my goodness. I'm going to put my goodness on display. And I thought, Lord, what, what, what does that mean? Well, the Word of God says that it is the goodness of God 
that brings man to repentance. See, there are a lot of doom and gloom prophets out there that are saying things are bad and bless God, it's going to get worse. But I'm telling you, we have a good father and he's about to put his glory on display for the earth to see so that people will come running. You know, there's an old saying that says you can catch more flies with honey than you can vinegar. God's about to pour out his good honey on the earth and there's going to be a great influx of souls from the north, the south, the east, and the west because of the goodness of God. I like that. So I said, okay, God, I'll let you do what you want to do. So I, uh, I looked up the word goodness. If we're going to talk about the goodness of God, I, would, I just wanted to find out uh, what the, the lexicon and the strongs and all that said. So the lexicon said fairness. And I don't think that means honesty of weight. But when they talk about a fair countenance or a fair face, that means beauty, right? So fairness, beauty, joy, prosperity, and goodness. That's what the lexicon said. The Strong's definition says fair, beautiful, gladness, welfare. It means joy and to go well with. So I think it's pretty obvious that God's, God's goodness means just all things good in the widest sense, beauty and, and prosperity and, and joy and fulfillment. I, I just believe that all the good attributes uh, are what God is wanting to pour out. So I began to look. I want us to turn, if you brought your sword with you, uh, I want us to look at Exodus chapter uh, 33. Uh, let's go to uh, verse 18. This is Moses, and he's talking with God. And I found this so interesting. He said, I beseech thee, this is Moses speaking with God now. He said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. And God answered, he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. I just want to stop right here and say this. Moses asked to see God's glory, and God comes back, and he said, I'm going to show you my goodness. So God's glory. See, I hear a lot about the glory of God right now. We want to see the glory cloud. We want to see the manifest presence of God. And I'm right there with, with you. I pray about it every day. But God, in, in, here, he makes it synonymous, glory and goodness. So show me your glory. And he said, okay, I'm going to make all my goodness pass before you. Verse 21. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cliff of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back parts. 
but my face you shall not see. Let's go on down to chapter 34, verse 5. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for a thousand, forgiving uh, iniquity and transgression and sins, that there shall by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children, children under the third and the fourth generation. And Moses made haste and bowed his head towards the earth and worshiped. So let's go back because uh, Moses asked the Lord, he said, Show me your glory. Well, I was reading this again. I've read this passage over and over and over in my studies because I knew that this was in my spirit and this is what I would be ministering today. And last night I was sitting at the kitchen table and I read all the chapters leading up and all the chapters uh, following because I wanted to know why did Moses ask God to see his glory? Because over and over again, Moses had already seen the glory of the Lord. Moses had already been on Mount Sinai in the cloud. Do you remember when the children of Israel went to the mountain and God thundered out of heaven and the lightning and the trumpets and he said don't even let one of your animals touch this mountain because they will die and they said wait Moses you talk to God for us we don't want to talk to God what happened his glory came down on Mount Sinai Mount Sinai was filled with the glory of God again Moses made a tent of meeting outside the tent and in the previous chapter here, Moses would go out and he would talk with God. Scripture records that when Moses would go into the tent of meeting, the glory cloud would settle down upon the tent of meeting and all the people, the children of Israel, would go to the doorpost of their own tent and look toward the tent of meeting and bow down at the presence and the glory of God. They had witnessed the glory of God. Moses had seen the glory of God time after time. But yet in this passage, he said, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I thought, he's seen the glory of God over and over and over. What more? could there be God calls his his hinder part let me say it this way hinder part what was to come to Moses he showed him what was yet to come think about Moses Moses is the epitome of the pastor. He loved the Israelite people. He interceded for the Israelite people and he, he, he was long-suffering. 
Moses loved the Hebrew people, the Israelite people so much that he lived with them in the desert day and night for 40 years, listening to them complain and stiff neck. And when God said, I'm going to kill them, God said, I'm sick of it. I'm going to kill them. He said, I'm going to wipe them off the planet and I'm going to raise up a seed with you, Moses. And do you know what Moses said? He said, no, Lord. He said, no, Lord, don't you remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Don't you remember? You can't wipe them out, Lord. And he interceded and he stood in the gap for the people that he loved. <laughs> Moses went to Sinai and he saw the finger of God write the law of God. I think you'll find this interesting, just a little tidbit of, of information but uh, all of the studies that I can read, the finger of God wrote straight through the tablet. The, the finger, there was so much power in the finger of God that it, it wrote through the tablet so that you could see it from every vantage point. You could see it from a high vantage point, a low vantage point, High degree, low degree, degree, rich, poor, slave, king, whoever could see the laws of God. But Moses was there and he knew the laws of God. He was skilled in the laws of God. Do you remember this? Because he judged Israel in the law. And they would come to him day and night. His father-in-law came and said, well, what you're doing is not good. He said, you're wearing yourself out and you're wearing the people out. Because Moses knew the law. Death was in the law, and Moses knew that even if a child disrespected his parents, that he would be guilty of death. Moses also knew that if one was found in adultery, the sentence would be death. If you made a, gro a go golden image, you were guilty of death. He knew the law. And God was showing Moses, his hinder part, what was to come. And he began to talk with Moses about forgiveness. Hear God. He said, okay, I'm going I'm to show you my goodness. I'm going to have mercy on those that I will have mercy I will show forgiveness. God, he's, he's supposed to be showing his glory. And he begins to talk about forgiveness of sin. And here is Moses, and he knows the law so well. And he sees the weakness of the people that they can't live it. They can't live the law. So he's wearing himself out making sacrifice for the people that only pushes the sin back a year. But I believe that on this day, God's goodness passed by and he showed him the Son of God, the mercy that would come through his Son, Jesus, and the forgiveness that you and I would share in. He showed him his glory. I have the scripture to back this up. I, 
I called Pastor Kent last night, and I said, is that scriptural? Because I believe that's what God's saying to me. And so I want to show you Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says, and he, speaking of Jesus, is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. And upholds all things by the word of his power. When he made purification of sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. John 1.14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory as the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. What did he say? He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mark 8 and 38 says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father and with the angels. God showed Moses his glory in the face of Jesus. It is no wonder that every year when we talk about Jesus Christ's birth coming to earth, there's made mention of a heavenly host that's saying, Hallelujah. And they sang glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, good will towards men in the face and the glory of Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful for the mercy? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him would not perish but have everlasting, everlasting life. I'm so thankful for Jesus and his mercy. So when God began to speak to Moses, he began to talk about forgiveness, forgiveness of sin. See, the mystery of the ages is this, Christ in us, because we can't live it. Under law, we can't live it. But James chapter 1 says, that mercy rejoiceth against judgment. That's what it said. You know, I had a dear lady call me uh, this week. Actually, she emailed the office. She's really tormented with thoughts about her brother. Her brother passed away. Now, I'm just going to say this. Go on and strap in because I'm fixing to test your theology a little bit, okay? But she, she called me. She emailed me, and I called her, I believe it was yesterday, the day before. She said, I'm tormented with thoughts of my brother going to hell. She said, I know he received Jesus, and he prayed a lot. But he had a drug addiction that he just couldn't lick. And he finally succumbed to a drug overdose, and he passed away. And she was crying on the phone, and she said, did my, did my brother go to hell? 
And I told her, I said, well, first of all, I'm not God and I can't judge. But I know this, that our father is a good father and he's a good God. And I said, if he has stored up any mercy in his life, God will use it. Because God loves him more than you love him. And God was his father before you were his sister. This might rock your theology just a little bit. But you know what? I had all my little the theological ducks in a row. And then 18 years ago, God called me under a bridge with a bunch of homeless people that have sores up and down their arms because they think bugs are crawling on them. And they're picking their skin until their sores are bloody up and down their legs. And they come to the altar and they cry and they pray and they ask for forgiveness. I've seen them speak in tongues, but they go away bound. Now, what are you going to do with that? This is what I have to say. His mercy endureth forever. God is good. God is good. He's a good father. And he loves your loved one more than you do. So be at peace and be at rest. But we're talking about the goodness of God here. There was a time that I was a, a pretty good cook. My, my, dad, my dad always said the best cook is the one that will cook. And I don't cook. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a good cook because I'm not cooking right now. I haven't, I haven't cooked. I, don't think, I think I've made corn this year. I mean, one little pot of corn, frozen. So, uh, but there was a time that uh, I loved to make cake. Does that surprise anybody? And so there was this, um, there was this cake, and and I was trying to perfect the icing. And there's this, it's this icing. I've made this cake for you many times, and this icing it takes hours to set up. You gotta heat it to a certain temperature, and then when when it when it actually gets on the cake, it kind of turns into fudge. It's like you can hit it, you know, it's fudge. And it's, it's wonderful. But it took me a while to perfect this, uh, this recipe. And so uh, my kids knew, my husband knew I was making this cake. And this, I can't tell you how heavy this icing is. And so I had baked the layers, and I had made the icing, and put it in the fridge for three hours, pulling it out, stirring it, and all that stuff. And so, uh, so my husband and kids had left the house for some reason. I'm still working on the cake. So they get home, and they can smell the cake. And they're looking around on the counter, and there's no cake. Well, what, what had happened was... I put that heavy icing on those nice warm three layers, and as I'm pouring that icing on, that thing cracked right down the middle, 
and fell out on the counter. I'm not joking, right down the middle. So I just went to the pantry and I got a new garbage sack. And I just scraped that whole thing off in the garbage sack and I dumped it on the floor of the pantry. Well, they come home and they can smell the cake. And they're like, where's the cake? And the kids are like, yeah, mom made a cake. Where's the cake? And I said, you know what? It fell. It fell. And they said, well, what did you do with it? And I said, I threw it away. And they said, you threw it away? And I said, well, yeah. They said, well, where did you, th where did you throw it? There, my ministry to people eating in dumpsters, right there, friends. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. <laughs> so I said, I dumped it in a trash bag, and it's in, on the floor in the pantry. And my husband said, Well, was it a new trash bag? <laughs> I said, Yeah, it was. So they went into the pantry, and they pulled out that trash bag, and they got forks, and pulled the trash bag apart and set it on the floor, and we all sat around with forks, and we ate cake out of the trash bag. True story. Now, why did I tell you this? Because the Bible says right here, if I can get this computer working, there we go. I don't know where my scripture is. Here we are. Psalms 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Now, I was, I was focused on the wrong thing. I was focused on perfection. I wanted my cake perfect, but it still tasted the same. And it made one of the most wonderful memories for our family, I'll never forget the sight of us sitting on the floor eating out of a trash bag. <laughs> you got that picture, didn't you? But see, the point that I'm trying to make is that sometimes the goodness doesn't look like what we think it should look like. Sometimes, if you can hear me in this, sometimes the wonders of his goodness are bound in our wounds. Sometimes the wonders are in the wounds. When I suffered from depression and my gospel music career was over was the wound and I bled for a long time and I grieved the wound 
But out of the womb came one of the greatest blessings to my ministry because I discovered homeless people on the street. So there are wonders that come from the wombs. Do you see that? His goodness is bound sometimes in the womb. Look at Joseph. His wound was the prison. His wound was false accusation. His wound was the pit. But there were wonders bound up in the wounds. Because not only did he become ruler over Israel, only under, uh, under Pharaoh, but he saved all of Israel alive. And he turned around and said, what the enemy meant for evil, what you meant for evil, God turned it for my good. There's a wonder in the wound. If you've got wounds today, look for the wonder. The wonder is on its way. Mary, the mother of Jesus, her wound is that she's about to be put away privily by Joseph. The wound. But the wonder is she gave birth to the Son of God. And her name is on the lips of believers until the end of time, the wound and the wonder. I want to read to you Isaiah 53, part of it, because this is a principle that even Jesus Christ himself lived. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. What is a bruise? What is a bruise? Bru a bruise is a wound that nobody can see. It's under the surface. So he was bruised for our transgressions. For your things that are under the surface that you put a smile on and come to church for, he was bruised for that. He took a blow for you. The chastisement, the wound, of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. His stripes are the wound. Your healing is the wonder. It's the wonder. Sir, ma'am, I don't know what you're going through. Man, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I don't know what you're going through. But God's going to bring out of it the wonders of his glory. The wonder of his goodness. You look and you say, I don't know how, how it could get any worse. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how God can bring anything good out of this. I have got some glorious news for you. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. 
And I, I just want to throw this in for good measure. What time is it? Y'all in a hurry? Thank you, sir. He gave me permission. I just want to add this in for good measure. I just feel this in my spirit, okay? You ready? God's not going to work something good for somebody else and it not turn out good for you too. Yeah. yeah really. Because so many times we kind of feel like we're left holding the bag. Well, it, God worked it for their good, but here I see it. God is so multifaceted that while he's working it for good over here for this one, he's still going to work it good over here for you. I want permission from you. If, if I could get permission from you, I want to speak to you about, about my son. Is that okay? I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. I don't talk about it a lot. But the first night, the hospital kept us from him for almost a month, and we couldn't see him. And the first time that anybody was able to spend the night, I packed my bag, and I went over there, and I slept, slept next to him, and I could hear him breathe. And I got, I got that song by C.C. Winans. We sing it a lot. I think Bethel Music actually wrote it but it says his goodness is running after me it's running after me and I turned that music up so loud in that room and I walked around his bed and when it came to the part that said with my life laid down I surrender now I give it all to you your goodness is full is running after me, running after me. And you and I all know how, how wonderful the presence of God is and that my son wanted to stay in the presence of God. But God is not going to bless him with the wonder and leave me with the wound. He's working the wonder in us. He's working the wonder. He's working the wonder. <laughs> Do you believe it? Sit down. I got to tell you one more thing. You're going to like this too. You're going to like this. I got a friend that's a pastor in Louisiana. He told me a story recently, very recently. And he said that there was a man that was in the hospital that was about to pass away. And he went to uh, visit him. Before he went, he said, he doesn't go to my church, but his family goes to my church. So I felt obligated to go. But they said, watch it. He's a curmudgeon. He's cantankerous. He won't be nice. He won't be glad to see you. So get ready. He said, well, that's all right. I'm going to go pray with him anyway. So he said, sure enough, I went to see him, and he was cranky. He was not happy to see me. And he said, I went in. I stayed a little while, was, tried to be friendly, and prayed with him, and I left. And he said, sure enough, not long after that, he died. 
And mysteriously, 17 minutes later, he woke up. And when he woke up, he said, I need that paper. I need a paper. I need, I need, I need, I need a paper to sign. And the nurse said, what are you talking about? He said, because if I die again, I don't want you to bring me back. I need that paper. He said, I need that, give me that paper to sign, that living will paper that you won't revive me. So my friend, his curiosity was piqued. So he went, he said, I'm going to go back and see what that was about. So he went back to the hospital and he visited him. And the man was so sweet. And he was so glad to see him and so friendly. And my friend said, I just had to come and ask you. He said, I heard that you were wanting to sign a paper that you can't be brought back. He said, tell me what that's about. And big old tears come at the, in the man's eyes and he said, it's so wonderful. It's so beautiful. He said, I can't describe it. He said, I didn't want to leave. It's so beautiful. He said, I want to go back. And I made them give me that paper to sign so they won't bring me back. And sure enough, two weeks later, he went back. It's the wonder of his goodness. Just the goodness of God passing by this man. He saw the wonders of the goodness of Jesus Christ. And he wanted to be in his presence. Aren't you thankful for the wonders? <laughs> Isn't God good? So I guess a lot happens in my kitchen because... Two nights ago, I don't know, I was scrolling Facebook, and I came up on a little video, and it's, it's, it's not going viral. It hasn't gotten very many views. But this family had laid their little eight-year-old son to rest, and they went back home after the funeral service, and they began to sing this song. And you know what? So it may not be your cup of tea. It may not be your flavor, but it's my flavor. And it ministered to me so deeply that I told our team, I said, I just want, look, you might not even like this kind of music, but just indulge me. I want you to hear this family singing just after the funeral of their eight-year-old son.
Jesus. Ha! Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I asked Jasmine to sing this song. I know it I know it's getting late. I asked Jasmine to sing this song. But I've got a word for you guys down here. Is that okay? Well, you y'all got time? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Should I should I come down? How much? Why would you mind just coming over here? Oh, Rabba Shato Ramam Rabba Sita Rabba Ramama Sondre Bebesus or Rabba Haya Manda Rabba Soto Rabba Soto Rabba Soto Rabbe Manda Rebesse Rabba Kaya. Son and daughter, the word of the Lord to you today is this the seasons have changed. The Lord says to tell you that I am well pleased with you. The Lord says to tell you that when the brook dried up for the prophet Elijah, I sent him on. And the Lord says, son and daughter, this is not the end, but this is the beginning. The Lord says that I put you together. The Lord said, I put you together, says the Lord. But I didn't put you just to, to be a nice couple. The Lord says the call of ministry is upon your life. And the Lord says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the Lord said, even as I commanded the widow uh, to bless the prophet Elijah, and she didn't know it. God said, I've commanded people to bless you guys. The Lord said, I'm going to lead you on with the blessing. The Lord said, the hand of God is upon you. And the Lord said, when doors open, when the winds change and the doors open, God says, don't hesitate. Know this. This is the hand of the Lord upon your life because the greatest season of your life is still yet to come. And for yea, it is even at the door, son and daughter, because I love you, I take pleasure in you, and I am well pleased with you, says the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise. Sister Rose, Sister Rose, Sister Rose, the Lord says to tell you that he's prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy, and your cup is running over. And the Lord says to tell you that there is a wonder in the wound. The Lord says, yes, the wound has been real, but the Lord says that out of the wound will come the greatest power that you've ever known. The Lord says, for daughter, the word of the Lord is in your mouth and healing is in your hands, but God says you're about to walk into a power and authority and anointing that you've only dreamed about. You've looked at others and said, yay, if I could just walk in that. But the Lord said, don't get your eyes on them because it's better, it's better. It's better, it's better, it's better. The hand of the Lord is upon the handmaid. God said, don't you forget it. You are a daughter of the Most High God, and I put you in a place of authority, saith the Lord. God said, don't back up, don't turn around, don't sit down, don't move over, because the hand of God is upon your life, and a new day is dawning upon you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah.
a little bit different today if you came for prayer I want you to come to this side of the building and I want my prayer partners so so we love Pastor Kent praying for the sick but the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you and it's in our prayer partners we're not going to come just right here on the floor just right here on the floor and I want you to stretch your hand when they come this way I want you to stretch your hand. We're going to pray over the sick. I want my prayer partners. Where are my prayer partners? Yes, sir. If you will, just gather around these that have come for prayer today. We're going to see miracles today because Jesus is here and his glory and his goodness is passing by. And our healings are the wonders from his womb. Do you believe that? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let me know. All right, church, stretch your hand this way, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for the stripes of Jesus, Lord, that you took, Lord, for our infirmity. Lord, I ask you from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that the healing virtue of Jesus flow through her body now. Now, 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 in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we bind the sickness, we bind disease, we cast it out of her body in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Do you believe it, saints? Hallelujah. Now, I want you to raise your right hand and I want you to lay it on the chest of somebody I love very, very dearly. And that's you. I want to pray for you before you go. Father, I thank you for the people of God. Lord, surely today you've caused us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we don't take it for granted. Lord, we are honored by your presence today. Father, bless your people. Lord, every home, every marriage represented in this room, every city, every church body, God, that's represented in this room and online. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your goodness pass by. Let your glory pass by. Lord, let them see the wonder in the wounds, in the struggles, in the things they're going through, oh God. Bring your glory out of it God and Lord you promised that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called unto your purpose so Lord show your goodness to your people and God we give you thanks we give you praise in Jesus name amen I love you I love you I love you I hope you have a great week now when Pastor Kent comes back next week, y'all tell him I preach better than him, okay? No, I miss him. Y'all pray for him, okay? Pray for him that he gets rest. This was the first Sunday he's missed in about 15 months. So I think he's due a little rest, okay? So pray for him, and I love you, and I'll see you next time. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. 
And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.